Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Who let the dogs out? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> off to a terrible start. <laughs> Please, uh, uh, welcome to uh, Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy game show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and uh, let's... <laughs> yes. Let's meet the teams for tonight. Um, oh, and tonight's uh, theme is the Chronicles of Narnia, so I, I'm Ooh. sure the team names will reflect that. Uh, to my left, what is uh, the team name? We are Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That name was for that one audience member right there. She Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of this. Is this another book series? I'm not, I'm not familiar. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia? Okay. That's our name. It's the most ambitious crossover ever. I would, I would eat that up. Uh, let's meet uh, our individual players on Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, I'm Elizabeth Del Toro. <laughs> Thank you for using your real voice. <laughs> Which we'll hear for the rest of the night. Yes. Yeah. We decided that we'll also have British children names yeah. as well. Okay. Elizabeth Latoura, very British child name. If you skip the last name. <laughs> yeah, sure. Like why not? Yeah, it's like the little girl from um, that one musical. All right, who's next? Um, I'm Tabitha. Oh, God. But, <laughs> but you can call me Tabby. Sure. I, I may slip and call you by your real name, which is Madison, if that's okay. <laughs> and, and the little street urchin to her right? Uh, normally my name is Sammy, but tonight I am... I'm Nigel Sweetbottom. <laughs> That's asking for trouble. Let's move on. <laughs> and the team to my right, we have a, a name, I assume? Yeah, absolutely, Spencer, we do. Uh, we are C. Ass Lewis Presents. <laughs> That's just the first part. Uh-huh. There's more to it. Uh-huh. Uh, C. Ass Lewis Presents Prince Aspian. <laughs> Co- colon. Beer Christianity. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't get any of it. <laughs> well, you see... It's a tripartite name, just like our Lord. <laughs> I want to point out, Wait. Spencer, Jason asked to say just colon in her name. Because <laughs> I have one. <laughs> That's true. It's a weird martical, modern... Whatever, Martical of Narnia. <laughs> it's a Martical of Narnia. C.S. <laughs> Lewis. One more time for me. C.S. C.S. Lewis presents Prince Aspian. Colon. Beer Christianity. Okay. <laughs> Totally worth it. <laughs> and uh, your your individual names, please. Oh well, since they're orphan children, we're uh, we're scary, angry uncles. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, Lord Reginald Crash Butter. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm just uh, a Joey. He's the meanest uncle because <laughs> he's because he's real. <laughs> and he sells Italian ice in his tracksuit. <laughs> Uncle Joey from Full House? <laughs> yes. Okay. It's just loose Italian ice in his tracksuit. <laughs> hey, get it while it's here. <laughs> and finally. And I'm Greg Johansson. Uh, I run a, a Saab dealership down in Poughkeepsie. Okay, great. <laughs> Does that fit my accent totally? Yeah, so, okay, great. So we have, we have 
James Freely yes. and uh, Jason we met and Connor Doyle. Okay. Very frightening. <laughs> God, this game is going to take fucking forever. <laughs> but I'm in charge. I will make sure that doesn't happen. Don't worry. I'll send you all home uh, before midnight. All right, let's get started. Chronicles of Narnia, maybe you heard of these, these uh, things. Um, let's uh, start with the, uh, the author. Uh, C.S. Lewis uh, is the author of the Chronicles of Narnia, among other books. I get our books. name now. I'm sorry? I get our name. Uh, now you get the name. No. <laughs> Uh, he was generous to his friends and would often give career guidance and helpful feedback to aspiring authors. Uh, he even nominated a close friend for the Nobel Prize in Literature, despite the two being rivals in the bestseller lists. Uh, sadly, the nomination was unsuccessful. But in a twist of irony, C.S. Lewis was nominated three years in a row for an award named for the same friend's books, but lost every time. So the question is for H.P. and the Chronicles of Narnia. Who was this friend that C.S. Lewis nominated for a Nobel Prize. Uh, and for bonus points, if you could name the award that C.S. Lewis was nominated for, um, I'd be <laughs> impressed. We all love the Wonder Years. What was the uh, what was the name of his friend that uh, was nominated for a Nobel Prize by C.S. Lewis? This uh, one's to us, right? <laughs> yeah, it sure is. Little street urchins. Uh, you might know him. His name is J.R.R. Tolkien. Mm. Okay. Uh, and the award name was the Peabody. The pe- <laughs> Twenty points. Thank you. Yeah, okay. <laughs> real, real quick interrogative yeah. on there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he said it was named after uh, J.R.R. Tolkien's books. No, uh, it was named uh, his friend that he gave advice to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, the, yeah. The, the friend you're saying is J.R.R. Tolkien. And the yes. award. Mm-hmm. And the award that C.S. Lewis lost, you're saying is the Peabody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. so uh, yeah. I guess our question would be, did J.R.R. Tolkien write a book about a precocious young child named Peabody? No, he just had a real funny-shaped body. <laughs> <laughs> was it shaped yeah. like the pot of peas or just a single pea? Depends on who you ask. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was the original Ant-Man. Interesting, interesting. Can I tell a quick story? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Please, Uncle Joey. <laughs> you did it on question once, Spencer. <laughs> Story time is my favorite time. Go ahead, go ahead, Jason. When I was a little boy, me and my best friend, Mike Klachowski, used to pick... Sorry. <laughs> From Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> no. His real name is Mike Klachowski. I was his best man. Okay. Uh, we used to pick uh, peas by the, the... There was like a vine against a fence, and we used to pick peas from it. And then um, we would sing this song, and the song would go like this. You gotta work together, gotta work together, gotta work together. And then my friend Mike would go, shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Spencer, can I just ask questions of Jason for the rest of the time? I, I think that's okay. It yeah. was, the remainder of the show, the next you, 40 minutes will be that. You picked peas from a single vine against a single fence? It was a white, it was a white fence. That's not the question at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, no, they came so in the peas. In the neighborhood, there was one. You were like, let's go to the vine with the peas on it. <laughs> yeah. So, Spencer, we think we have our answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, what do we think here? We do agree that it was J.R.R. Tolkien. Okay. We do not agree about the name of the award, however. Fair enough. What do you think the name of the award might be? Uh, we believe it is a fellowship award. That's such a fantastic oh. answer. Uh, so, 
that, that is correct. J.R.R. Tolkien was the name of the friend. Very, very good. Uh, we've all heard of this award. It's, it's just as popular as the, the Peabody and the whatever you said. Um, it's the Gandalf Grandmaster for Achievement in Fantasy Writing. <laughs> he was nominated three times and lost every time. Once, once to J.R.R. Tolkien himself. So. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. Wait, does this award, is it still up for grabs? I believe it was only for maybe like uh, the decade after Tolkien died or something. Uh, and, shit. And now we don't care anymore, I guess. He's dead. my grandpa. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the backstories of all these, these characters. What's uh, a story? Okay. Uh, <laughs> too poor to know what a story is. It's amazing. <laughs> you are in character. Uh, all right, this, this next question is going to go to C.S. Lewis. Uh, oh, God. Dot, dot, dot. Presents. The Chronicles of Narnia is a children's fantasy series loosely inspired by Christian beliefs. The series, loosely, please. <laughs> the series has sold over 100 million copies worldwide, or as the hip teens would say, it's gone viral. Those hit teens. Those hit teens. <laughs> which is exactly what happened with the video Lazy Sunday by The Lonely Island. Ah. Uh, the video debuted during Andy Samberg's first season of Saturday Night Live and became a success, uh, helping uh, usher SNL into the digital age. Um, but this is not the most viral video of, of all time. So my question for you is, based on YouTube numbers, mm. okay, what is the most viral video? And, and there are three answers I will accept, actually. Okay. okay. What do we think? Based on YouTube numbers, what is the most viral video? Uh, we believe it to be uh, Gungam Style. Yep. Uh, the, hey, whoa, what? <laughs> the, the popular Jar Jar Banks song, Gungam Style. Yeah. Uh, I just have a, a quick question. Uh, Jason, how does Gagnum Style, because we heard your lovely dulcet tones before, I'd love to hear your rendition of Gagnum Style. <clears throat> yeah, it goes um, one, two, three. <laughs> Jason, shut up. (laughs) Gangum style. Yeah, you were going to make sure to hit all those perfect vowels. Yes, yes. I I have several questions. Go ahead. Uh, So what makes you think that it is Gangum style? Because that that video is several decades. No, like a decade. Several several decades? Several decades old? I'm from the straights. (laughs) Yeah, but you're from the past. Every year seems like 14. (laughs) I age in orphan years. (laughs) Couldn't there be another video? Is the song named after that weird picnic table blanket my mother used to wrap around me? Gingham style? Gingham style. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about picnics in the south. Yeah. That sounds nice. It was viral when I had the black pox. <laughs> Spencer, I'm willing to give up five points if they can tell me what Gangnam is referring to. I, yeah, I think I know the I answer can do to this. That. Yeah. It's actually a region in South Korea yep. that's uh, extremely wealthy. Wow, you just lost five points, dude. Right. Oh! I'll accept it. Do we get them or do they just go negative? No, nope, they just go negative. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Any other questions for the uh, Gangnam style men? Those five points have made a difference in my life. (laughs) (laughs) You could have bought bread with them, you stupid orphan. (laughs) Oh, what? What? I 
wasn't going to feed them. You weren't going to feed them. There are poor houses for the like of them. Look at that. You just lost 10 points. Shit. (laughs) Buttercrasher. We're all tied up at negative five. (laughs) This is going to be a real good one, folks. Any other questions or... No, we just think they're wrong. You think they're wrong? <laughs> I like that. All right, what do you think is the correct answer? Uh, one, have, of, one of three correct answers. We have two answers. Mm-hmm. One is... Uh, if they're both right, oh, I'll give you extra points. Can we have given a second answer? Uh, I'll have both teams yeah. give some. Okay. Uh, we have one was Gangnam Style. Uh, the other was... Yeah, so Des- we're so wrong. Despacito. <laughs> Despacito. Okay. And then the third video. Um, it's me and my friends talking <laughs> about uh, how sad we are. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, people really relate, you know, because, like, yeah. the world's sad. Right, yeah. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, any other guesses? I'll give you two additional guesses if you like. Uh, yeah, uh, a Baby by Justin Bieber. <laughs> okay. um, and then we have a... Th- uh, do you want to say your third one? Oh, do I have a third one? Yeah, James said The Grape Lady. <laughs> yeah. So we'll go with The Grape Lady. The Grape Lady. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, both, uh, both teams did get one of them. Uh, so depending on what, what you know... Uh, Criteria you want to use, one of the three videos. Uh, Despacito is one of them. Hey. Gangnam Style is another. Oh. Uh, and my okay. favorite one, Coney 2012. Oh, oh. Right. Boo. Really? That's right. All right, let's I move those on. Those kids are okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you thought you orphans had it rough. <laughs> well, we're not going to talk about that anymore. All right, Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. The first book in the Chronicles of Narnia is The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Don't argue with me. Uh. If you want to pick up a wardrobe for yourself, head to Ikea. The founder of Ikea has a naming system in place for its products to simplify stocking stores. Okay? In the naming system, each type of item is named after a different concept or thing. Okay? So my question for you is, in the Ikea naming system, what are wardrobes named after? Easy. If I could use that song for every interstitial, I would. In the IKEA naming system, what wardrobe? What are wardrobes named after? Uh, so wardrobes, even though they're normally rectangular, they're simplified, named after squares. Um, but then, if you look at like translations, sometimes things have double meanings in English and in another language. So in uh, the non-English language, which IKEA's <laughs> objects are uh-huh. named. Uh, I'll give you a hint. They share nationality with ABBA. <laughs> Oh, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Enough said, enough said, okay. Uh, People who follow rules. People people who are are scared of breaking rules. I see. Uh, People who wear glasses. (laughs) Oh, no, the hosts. I am wearing glasses. I'm the only one wearing glasses. Oh, no, same as wearing glasses. All right, you're safe. (laughs) Uh, So in the the language of origin, which I won't spoil because we all know it, (laughs) You're, you're saying that uh, squares and people who follow the rules are is also a, a pun? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I got a couple questions about that. Uh, so who are these famous Swedish uh, rule followers that they're named after? Can you give us some names? Swedish. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about Sweden, but the folks who founded IKEA... <laughs> 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 uh, 
surprisingly not Swedish. Yeah, yeah, they uh, they were, however, related to the famous rule followers that we all know. And their names being J.K. Rowling. <laughs> And you may be saying, you know what, how can the people from Ikea not be Swedish? Haagen-Dazs is an American product having a fake Swedish name just so it have more cachet. Therefore, in- Ikea is not Swedish. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Thank so you for mean, following makes my a logic. a great case. Well, hold on. Do people still eat Haagen-Dazs? In Miami, they do. <laughs> Where? There's, there's a stand in the mall in Miami near my dad's house. <laughs> <laughs> Haagen-Dazs? Wait, and there's your, always a line. Is your dad's house in a mall in Miami? <laughs> no, that no the mall tr- near his house. That can't be true because Dippin' Dots are sold in all malls. That's a this mall, mall thing. No, this is an outdoor mall. It's real fancy. Oh, it's outdoor. And they have, a, they have a Haagen-Dazs that always has a bigger line than the, I think, much more appealing crepe store right next to Go it. ahead, little orphan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't lose a narrative. To go, to uh, go back to Ikea, though, uh-huh. I, I just want to say it is confusing because they do swell Swedish meatballs. Yeah, it's so weird that they're not Swedish. I just can't, it's so can't wrap my head around that. If only we knew what origin they were. What do we think? Telling the truth or lying? Uh, we definitely think they're lying. We do think they are lying. Yeah. Okay. And what do you think the real answer is? What's the uh, name? What are they named after these wardrobes? Different kinds of reindeer. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a pretty good guess, actually. <laughs> this is our Dasher model. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is our Prancer model. My favorite is the Blitzen. <laughs> I hope you like one of these nine ones because we're fresh out of reindeer names after that. Dasher, uh, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donna, Blitzen. That's from Jingle I, All the Way, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, I'll give you five points for oh, that. Oh, yeah. Just Put the cookie down. <laughs> uh, they're, they're named over places in Norway. Okay. Uh, other examples include uh, bathroom products that are named after Swedish lakes and desks that use Scandinavian oh. boy names. So Klaus. Klaus. Only yeah. boys can use Steven. Desks. <laughs> the desk. <laughs> Mark. All <laughs> uh, right. C.S. Lewis presents uh, in this question. Um, it's about the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm. Uh, in this one, there are four human children, Peter, Susan, Lucy, and Edmund. Do we go to any other books in the series? Are they all the They're same? They're all going to be about this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, but it seems that way, doesn't it? Uh, that's where, this is where the, the first time they traveled to Narnia. Um, and Edmund is the only one to get duped by the white witch and fall under her spell after eating some Turkish delights. Yeah, what a dip. <laughs> what a dick. Dip, uh, dip, I believe, is what Either way, said. same thing. Uh, a Swedish, a, a, a Turkish delight is a uh, gel-filled dessert. I guess was popular in the '40s. I don't know. Uh, so my question: Turkish delight inspired what popular modern dessert? Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. All right, what do we think? Uh, Jello. Jello. Okay. Jello. With exactly that amount of enthusiasm. Yeah. Spencer, can I tell a story? <laughs> Why not? All right. My dad came home from a work trip abroad, and I think he went to Turkey or something. I was like, can, can you bring back some Turkish delight? I heard about this in Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and he did. It's not good. It sucks. It sucks a lot. It's mm-hmm. powdery jello, basically. It's like, it's right. like jujubes if they sucked a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Jason, shut up. <laughs> so... 
So, question. What, what's it like to get a gift from your parents? <laughs> You'll never find out, orphan. Back in the attic until I can think of some more labor for you. <laughs> I, love when he's, I love when he's mean so much. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so loud. You know, I'm going to take this question seriously. Uh, honestly, most of the time it's pretty underwhelming. I, th- I, I, think, uh, I, I think they parents tend to get bad, bad souvenir gifts. Like you remember when you were you got to be like a teenager and you were like what what why do I need souvenirs? I'm just eight. <laughs> yeah, remember when you got to be a teenager, <laughs> you eight year old? Yeah. But anyway, the greatest gift is a parent's love. It's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Yeah. Everyone, it's coming. It's coming up on the holiday season, everybody, and you should spend time with your family because you never know when you won't have that time. At yeah, the shelter. Except, except that I wanted 1080 snowboarding as a kid and it got me fucking twisted. <laughs> <laughs> twisted Edge, yeah. whatever it was called. It was bullshit. Uh, Spencer. Jason. Oh, Spencer. Spencer, can I tell Spencer. a story? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? One time when I had a foster family, um, for Christmas they gave me this thing called Skull. Skull. It was a type of weird uh, herbal dip that they, they told me I could put in my gums after my teeth had gotten pulled out. And uh, so they, it, gave you, they gave you dip for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they gave me dip, but it really helped when I lost my two front teeth. <laughs> you had two. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, what, what do we think? Are they telling the truth? Is is Jello the uh, the inspiration, or is, excuse me, is uh, Turkish delight the inspiration for Jello? Well, Jello wasn't initially dessert, so that seems like it can't be right. Jello was initially a way to hold salad together, and uh, it was so it got popular when uh, women started working. <laughs> yes, thank you, women. Thank you. Uh, but it was uh, well, I should say when uh, middle class women, white women, started working because whatever. Tell me about Jello. Listen, listen. <laughs> It, uh, but it was like a way to like make like a fancy meal and like even if you had like all of the it was tastes change, dude. <laughs> so what's your answer? Uh, <laughs> it's got to be candy. So I'm working through it out loud here. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking like a like a, a sour gummy. Like okay, you look at Turkish delight. You've got like the powder on top. You're like, what if this wasn't sweet? What if this part tasted different? And uh-huh. and that's how sour. Gummy candy was born. Thank you, working women. All right, the answer was jelly beans. <laughs> we were getting there. Why'd you cut us off? <laughs> I really at- thought you might like just have this weird like. <laughs> she was only one quarter of the way through her final answer, Spencer. <laughs> just like the stream of consciousness, yeah. like yeah, the Jack Kerouac of the show. <laughs> In, in Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia, Boaty Botts makes an appearance. So you've read that book? Yes. You're, so you're illiterate. These, these kids are literate. Just because we're poor doesn't mean we can't read. Yeah, that's, a, that, that's fair. That's, that's a horrible stereotype. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My fault. All uh, right. For uh, Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, famous for the Christian symbolism in his Narnia books, uh, C.S. Lewis actually spent several years as an avowed atheist after becoming disillusioned with the Church of Ireland. Uh, the Church of Ireland was founded on the teachings of St. Patrick, as you might imagine, uh, who famously banished all the snakes from Ireland as one of his most celebrated miracles. So my question is, just how did St. Patrick get rid of all those wriggly little dudes?
get it? It was White Snake. Was the uh. we get it? Just because we're orphans doesn't mean we're not hip to heavy metal from the A days. <laughs> heavy metal from the A days. <laughs> All right, what do we think? Uh, how did how did St. Patrick get all these guys? These little snake fellas. Tabby. <laughs> well. Turns out there were never snakes in Ireland to begin with. It was all just a really cruel trick. No wonder everyone was disillusioned once they figured out that the no-legged slithery friends were never there in the first place. Cool, so Spencer, we're going to go with lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick, that is what British people call snakes, is no-legged slithery friends. <laughs> oh, we knew that, yeah. of course. Did you, did you also know that snakes have the most bones? I, I did know that, and I, I learned it right here on this very show. Cool. Can I tell a story, Spencer? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> One time I was in a vehicle. Uh, it was amazing. And, uh, That's it. We ne- <laughs> <laughs> the best Christmas ever. <laughs> I got to but- ride in an e-bill. <laughs> I think it was from Ikea. <laughs> We ran over one of those no-legged slithery friends and I made the car turn around so we could get it out of the road and bury it, but apparently it came back together like in a little accordion and slithered off. Is this a kayfabe story or a real story? Real story. (laughs) So you ran over a snake and and you healed it with your miracle powers? I turned around and it was gone. Just like St. Patrick. (laughs) That's that's how you do it, folks. That's how you do it. Any other questions? It came back together like a little accordion? <laughs> like if my tire did a... It, it came back, back together like a... Honestly, it didn't clear it up at all for me. <laughs> it's only something you can understand it, when you're younger. <laughs> yeah. I'm nine. <laughs> what do we think? Are telling the truth or lying? Uh, we definitely think it was a lie. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a lie. So how did St. Patrick rid of these guys? Um, he definitely drove them all into the sea. Into the sea? Yeah, using his cool staff. Oh, kind of sh- like Gandalf. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was my favorite part of the movie. When uh, you snakes shall not pass! <laughs> Excuse me, I have a question. <laughs> all right. Sure, why not? So, so he just had a stick in the snakes. We're like, oh, a big brown snake. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of uh, historical precedent of uh, stick-snake interplay in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> Please illuminate a, me. A snake is essentially a loose stick, so when snakes <laughs> see sticks... Right, we're going yeah, to have to move on. I want to elaborate on my Spencer. Bible stick-snake thing. Spencer, <laughs> like, did you know that sticks have the most bones? <laughs> uh, H.B. Uh, uh, Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia was actually right. There were never snakes to begin with. That's right. Yeah. So quick to call it a lie. There is <laughs> no snakes are real. They have the most bones. <laughs> Uncle Joey, don't get angry. Don't try to gaslight us about snakes. Uh, <laughs> I've seen them. Someone I know ran one over, and then it came back together like, like a little accordion. accordion. <laughs> okay, so they're real. I'm giving. I'm giving Harry Potter points. I'm taking away points no. for derailing. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm sure you'll... you'll, I have a... There's so much fun information I have here to read about these snakes, but we just don't have time, so I gotta move on. (laughs) Guys, I just want to let you know I can see Spencer's sheet of paper, and there's at least four zeros under our score. A lot of, both teams have gotten negative and then back. Some have yeah. lost back to zero. It's a fight. It is a real fight. It's a struggle to just to be on the stage right now. <laughs> All right. Trust me. C.S. Lewis uh, presents. Uh, here we go. In the Chronicles of Narnia, Aslan... Is Aslan? No, whatever. Who cares? Aslan. Aslan. God damn it. Is a mighty lion, the true king of kings. He's also an allegory for Jesus Christ, the other king of kings, whatever. Uh, you see, Jesus can appear in many forms. 
Most just <laughs> time to play the game. Will you, will you wait till my music plays? You think I didn't plan a Triple H song? You fucking asshole. Minus Ruined point. my goddamn bit. I didn't say it in the microphone. Yeah, thanks. Edit all this. All right, so uh, the King of Kings, blah, blah, blah. All right, so Jesus appears in toast and uh, and stuff like that. Uh, So Jesus isn't the only one to appear inside food and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. You guys know what I'm talking about, like the face of Jesus on shit. You've seen them all. Uh, In 1996, a different beloved figure appeared in a breakfast food in Tennessee. Okay, so your question, whose image was it that appeared and in what food? All right, there you go. Motorhead's King of Kings. I hope you're happy. I'm very sorry. That's going to be a weird bit when you edit that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Whose image was it, uh, and where? what food was it? Uh, Spencer, well, the answer is, of course, Mother Teresa. Okay. Uh, And she was in a pancake. All right, there you go. But it wasn't one of those artisty pancakes, like Uh, on the the gift recipes. (laughs) (laughs) No one purposely made it, like Mm -hmm. a Charmander or something. Um, When was Mother Teresa born? I mean, uh, like the four. She always existed. <laughs> <laughs> she was never in Ireland. Yeah. Can, uh, why she's a mother. Can she be my mother? <laughs> Trust me, you wouldn't want her. Oh. Like the 20s to the 10s? I want to say before the turn of the century. You think? She old. Well, she dead. <laughs> That's <laughs> old. <laughs> Have you ever seen a famous figure in something else? Can yeah. I tell a story? <laughs> <laughs> By all means. Uh, one time, there was a church that had a, uh, a crying, I believe, a Virgin Mary painting. Mm-hmm. What was wrong? It was, she was sad. <laughs> and we drove a while to go see it because we wanted to debunk it. <laughs> Did you? Well, no, there was too long of a line, and they wouldn't let us get close. Um, I, oh, Jason was in the Mythbusters. <laughs> he's, he's Jamie Heineman. <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's great to meet you, every one of you. I, um, I keep being torn because for some reason I keep thinking of stories with my dad in them and I'm trying to be an orphan. But uh, We all are. We uh, would really appreciate that. But uh, my dad has arthritis and uh, my stepmom, who grew up in rural Argentina, was convinced that taking him to a mountain in Argentina yes. to be touched by this like living saint was going to cure his arthritis. Did he do it? Yes, and I went with him, and I was 13 and didn't speak Spanish yet. And so I, it was me, my stepmom, my dad, and my like toddler younger sister. Uh-huh. And it was just like maybe hundreds of people all lined up on this mountain. This old woman would like touch them on the forehead, and people would like pass out and like be overcome by a spiritual experience and even like a bunch of kids were doing it too I assume because they were like copycatting all the kids were doing it (laughs) so it's like all these jumped off the bridge to get healed so all of these adults like pass out I'm 13 I don't speak Spanish I'm on a mountain in Argentina and everybody except for me and my like one year old sister is passed out and we're just like looking at each other like "Eh, how long is this gonna last was he cured no of course 
<laughs> You're telling what me they a were ending. Wow. After, after that mountain experience, he got both his hips and one of his knees replaced. And how does he feel now? <laughs> Much better. Well, there you go. Don't, don't feel too bad. It didn't work for Andy Kaufman either. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Way to bring it down, Jason. <laughs> but yeah, it was a pancake. Jason, shut up. <laughs> what, what, <laughs> what do you think? Was this, is this uh, Mother Teresa and a pancake correct? We think, I think it's close. I think it's close. Uh, we, we also went with breakfast food. Okay. Yeah, uh, it was in the question. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Virgin Mary and cornflakes. <laughs> you laugh, but that's like... You could have said anything I'd laugh. It's, yeah. still, it's also I, stupid. Can I ask a clarifying question before mm-hmm. you... Like a, a single cornflake or like the milk in a, a bowl of cornflakes? Honey, come quick. You have like 10 yeah. minutes tops. Get the Guinness Book of World Records down here now. A single cornflake. Okay. That's uh, what makes it a miracle. So. <laughs> Uh, it was Mother Teresa. It was in a cinnamon bun, though. Oh. <laughs> I, I, will, I will give you partial credit. Okay. She's uh, tricky like that. Yeah, it was Mother Teresa in a cinnamon bun uh, in a coffee shop, which is, I think we're just playing Christian Clue now at this point. <laughs> uh, it was dubbed the nun bun, and it was on display until 2005 when someone stole it. Spencer, you're, you're not going to believe it. That was our alternate team name. Nun bun? Nun buns. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, all right, so I'll give you some bonus some points, or some, uh, some points for that. Um, let's see. Uh, great. So for Harry Potter, uh, in the third book of the series, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, we meet a talking mouse named Reepy Cheep. But there's a real talking mouse named Stuart Little. Real. In the, in the 1999 film based on his life, Stuart Little's parents are... Just go with me on this one, folks. Stuart Little's parents are pretty wealthy, and they own a lot of paintings. Uh, so while watching the film with his daughter, a, a real actual art historian... Um, one of the paintings in the background caught his eye and it prompted him to get in touch with the movie's production team as soon as he could. So your question is, what was so special about this painting that prompted this historian uh, to be all a quiver? A quiver. All right, what was uh, special about this painting? What do we think here, folks? Elizabeth has an answer. Um, so I uh, know for a fact that this painting was missing for many years, and in fact, people thought it had burned in a, a big fire. And the historian was like, unless this is a recreation, which I'm assuming it's not, it's on a Hollywood set, I found the missing painting. All right. And everything on Halloween. Halloween. Whoa, so it's like <laughs> everything on Halloween is real. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I agree. It's like Pee-wee's Big Adventure. What happened? Well, he loses his bicycle and he has to go to Hollywood to find it because it's in a movie. Is that, Am I understanding this at all? Correct? <laughs> Look, Hollywood doesn't have basements, Jason. No, that's the Alamo. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> Has our audience never seen... You guys are older than the guys, audience, yeah, old okay. men. Okay. This is just a dialogue. That's weird that we just... I, I thought that was going to kill. Yeah. <laughs> Super didn't kill. <laughs> Super, yeah. I think we died. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what was this painting of? It was Guernica. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen um, the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've seen both the Mona Lisa and Stuart Little. <laughs> Then I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it was the Mona Lisa? (laughs) No. Okay. 
It's okay. So, so I don't know what you're talking. Sorry. So so pic- picture in your mind. You've got Stuart Little. You got Mo- the Mona Lisa. Sure. Make a Venn diagram, if you will. That's What's two in- circles. Thank you. Smart for a, an orphan. <laughs> I can write. <laughs> What's in the middle? Of what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to re-rail us if we don't mind. Blood. So, so the, the answer what is it was a, a, a painting, is what you said. Yes. That was assumed destroyed. Assumed destroyed. Okay. Do you have any questions about this Stuart Little painting? Uh, what was the painting? Yeah, that's that's still my question. <laughs> <laughs> so the Mona Lisa and Stuart Little, they have one thing in common. Okay, it was not the Mona Lisa. <laughs> I'm not ever claiming that. I'm I'm taking a route. You're assuming that that's what we mean. They so, were both big hits in so France. So listen. So listen. Turkish Delight, it's covered in powdered sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All yeah. right. We're not doing this again. Like Alan Ginsberg. And don't do it again. I ran out of stream of consciousness poets. Keep hitting the beatniks. Yeah. Hit the beatniks, Spencer. I got Spencer. no more. I'm out. I'm tapped. Cut me, Mick. All right. What, what do we think? Are they telling the truth? Uh, no. We don't think they are telling the truth. We think they're awfully close. But okay. we think it was a uh, piece of artwork stolen from a Jewish family and recovered after World War II, but unrecovered. We think that's where they recognized it from. Man, that's so fucking specific. I love that. That because it's almost the same thing as what you said, but you just gave more detail. Really, mm-hmm. that's if I had habit. had more time to talk through the Turkish delight. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, so you're both right. It was a painting that was presumed just missing for seventy years, but that's almost exactly what people think it was. That, how do you know this about Stuart Little films? <laughs> Because I know my mice, baby. <laughs> Spencer, what you got to know about James is that this was not a comment on art history. This was a comment on his encyclopedic knowledge of Stuart Little. <laughs> That's amazing. Can, can, you I, name, can name, I ask any... a question on Stuart Little? Please. Yes, is please. It, how is it different from Ratatouille? There's no food in Stuart Little. They don't eat it all? <laughs> no, it's weird. It, well, the weird thing in Stuart Little is that human parents adopt a mouse... And make it like a brother to a human child. No, that's not real. And guys, I think, we're de- I think we're detracting from how hard I slam dunked this question. <laughs> I, honestly, I'm, I'm truly amazed. I'll just add one more thing. I'll, I'll add one more thing. When, when he finally got in touch with the production, it was an assistant set producer uh, that he got in touch with finally. And she had just bought it in an antique store in Pasadena for like $500. Pasadena. Why did I say that? Pasadena. Pasadena. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, in, this is the question for C.S. Lewis uh, presents. Uh, the Silver Chair was the fourth book released in the series back in 1953. Silver is a very precious metal, and many items made of silver go for high dollar values. A chair made of silver would definitely be up there. Uh, however, the most expensive thing made of silver was auctioned in 2016 <coughs> for the price of uh, $10.5 million. What was the item up for auction? What was this very expensive silver item? It was a Rolls Royce, baby. Silver Rolls Royce. Sorry, like the car? Yeah. Are you saying this because there's a model called the Silver Phantom? No, I'm saying it because this car was made of sterling goddamn silver. (laughs) So wouldn't it... 
Go I on. Mean, I, I think, Dish quality silver. I think I think I get how cars work. <laughs> Wouldn't it melt? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push back a little bit on the idea that you know how cars work. <laughs> Doesn't silver have a uh, low ductility and like a very low melting point? Yeah, so the fire in the car would melt it. All right, I just the fire in the car would melt it. I keep, I gotta keep. uh, All right, it was a Rolls Royce fire truck. And as we all know, fire is housed in the middle of fire trucks. I'd love for Elizabeth to just tell us how internal combustion works. I was in a car once. (laughs) Yeah, we remember. We know. It wasn't silver. Okay, what was it? Blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tabby! <laughs> ask, a, ask a stupid question. <laughs> ask you, a stupid orphan. A, <laughs> ask a stupid question, you get a great answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some points. <laughs> you got me, you got me. Any other questions uh, about cars work or anything else? Uh-huh. All good. <laughs> <laughs> all fine. A real question: uh, Is it is it a full size car or like a, a hot pocket car? I think you're thinking of Hot Wheels. <laughs> no, she isn't. No, she isn't. <laughs> we haven't eaten for days. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Okay, well, yeah. <laughs> It's a car that you put in the microwave for four to eight minutes. <laughs> it gets very hot in the middle. And then it starts so it, to melt. So it melts in the middle. You've debunked your own story. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, Spencer, fuck me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. All right, so Rolls Royce is, is their answer. Do we agree or disagree? Disagree. 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 Harry Potter disagrees. All right, what's the real answer? The real answer. You know, I'm embarrassed a little bit. Um, Go ahead, Tabby. You're she, strong. She only knows because of British history. That's the only reason. <sighs> it's a uh, oh dear. It's um stiff a, upper lip. It's a, <laughs> did you forget your answer? It's a, <laughs> it's it's very it's naughty. A, it's a dildo. Uh, a dildo. A silver dildo, which Sildo. is a a fake penis. Uh, and it was a celebrity dildo. It was a celebrity dildo modeled after celebrity penis. And this ties into British history. How? Oh my gosh, it was like one of the very first gifts to Posh Spice. <laughs> from David Beckham. From David Beckham. Okay, from David Beckham. It was David Beckham's... Was it? It was... It's true. Yeah, David Beckham's... Yeah, is that the celebrity? It was David... Uh, yeah. Bend it like Beckham. Yeah, that I silver's saw... very ductile. Because yeah. they, the melting point is so low. Right. <laughs> you can bend it. That's not how dildos work. Apparently, you can put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> so the answer is a, a silver dollar. It was a silver dollar. <laughs> hey Spencer, one word of that answer is bullshit, man. <laughs> Can't be true, man. It's a dollar. Yeah, uh-huh. Come on. Come on. Even I know dollars. <laughs> Jason hasn't talked in ten minutes and yeah. he jumped in on this. And I ain't never even read a book. You never even read book. <laughs> So your, your argument is one dollar can't be worth ten million dollars? No, how? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, I'd love to answer that, here, and here I will. Uh, so in 2016, an auction was held to sell the most pristine version of the 1804 U.S. silver dollar. The one with John Kennedy on it. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah, precog silver dollar. <laughs> While the auction was not completed, there was interest, and more importantly, the coin had been previously owned by Nicolas Cage. National treasure. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, wow. it was a great return on investment for him because he had just stole it. Yeah, uh, do you know the story about why oh, yeah. Nicolas Cage is 
like super broke now? Uh, I mean, go go ahead. Tell so me. Nicolas Cage owns like four castles, or he did, and he had to sell a bunch of them. And I, the story I've heard, at least, is that Nicolas Cage spent like thousands of dollars in all of these castles, putting in a room in the basement that was just a giant terrarium for his snake that he could sit in like a big leather throne in and stare at his snake. Yeah. I, and he put it into like four castles. And that's just one of the things. Like, and it's yeah. bad fucking ass, man. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah you're not wrong. Snakes have the most bones. <laughs> so are, 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 we talking about bones. Nick, are we talking about Nicky Cage or, or St. Peter at this point? Nicky Cage? Was that the lead singer of uh, Motley Crue? <laughs> That's Nikki Six. Oh, shut up. Wait, so, he has the most bones. Did, well, that's true. Can I ask, did, did you mean St. Peter or St. Patrick? Both. <laughs> All right. Can't I mean both? Sorry, Do Nicolas you, Cage definitely has killed people if he has a snake room, right? Yeah, he has probably. four that's, snake rooms. Yeah, no, he's for sure murdered people. Well, if the snake kills it, is it really Nicolas Cage's fault? Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, there's a snake viewing room. This guy's a murderer. Spencer, there's no other way for that to be. You asked that question. There was one person in the back door, and she went, "Yes." I, I heard that. <laughs> Just at a the very, very least, earnest, yes. At the very least, accessory. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Our, our final question for Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia. Um, the fifth installment of the series is called "The Horse and His Boy." Of. <laughs> I'm not old enough. We've we've all seen Equus. We've all seen Equus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you say Hedwig? No, e- no, I said Equus. Yeah, we've all seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah. Equus and the Angry Inch. Yeah, a little more than that. <laughs> oh, damn all right, Equus. horse and his boy. All right, all right, get your laughs in now. Of course, this isn't. The, he, one of them becomes ridden. I'll say that much. I won't tell you. I won't tell you which one it is. Spoilers. Of course, this isn't the only example of animals having close human friends. In 1993, the popular movie Free Willy was released about an orca whale and a young misfit named Jesse. The movie was so well-received that it led to two sequels, Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home, and Free Willy 3, The Rescue. The first two movies had something in common that the third one did not. What was missing from the third Free Willy movie that was present in the first two? Uh, What was missing from the third Free Willy movie that was in the first two? Well, much like our lives, it was filled with tragedy. Uh, the the child actor was was different for the third one because he was an adult. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. The most tragic thing of all, growing up. Yeah, I've seen Hook. I know. <laughs> um, Spencer, I just want to say you're killing it on the tunes. Thank you so much. You're doing a great job. Yeah, I'll give you points. All right. Thank oh. you. Silver chair, horse. Shut up, Jason. <laughs> Um, it got really quiet. Yeah, that's because everyone was wondering if I was going to make you lose points tonight <laughs> on the edge of the seat. Like, is dad going to hit him? <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't have a dad. Whoa, <laughs> minus five to Spencer. Do we not all have abusive dads? Come on. <laughs> I, I, Am I, I alone here? I want to ask a... It's nice to have a dad. I want to ask a question about... <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> um, I want to ask a question. You said that he became an adult, which people do, I hear. 
Oh, why? sorry. I, I did a glib answer, but it's they replaced that character with a can different I, actor. Spencer, can I tell a story? <laughs> why start now? <laughs> Go so, ahead. Is that a yes? <laughs> yeah. um, one time I was in uh, Out West. Uh, and <laughs> You know, he was in Out West. Is that like Oregon? <laughs> and I was walking through an outdoor mall. And um, you know that guy whose name's Harvey that does TMZ? I'm unfamiliar, but he's the guy who he's the guy who leads the bullpen in the TMZ on the TV. He, yeah, he's like that guy, but he also does interviews for People's Court. And he <laughs> said, "Do you want to be on People's Court?" And I said, "He said to you." He said it to me, and I said, "Sure." And he said, "Okay." And he asked me a very quick question, like, "Do you think a, something about a landlord giving a deposit back to somebody?" It was about a, a People's Court case, and I said. No, they shouldn't. He's like, that's very glib of you. <laughs> and I didn't know what that word meant, so I didn't have a retort. In the end, he was shitting on me, I think. <laughs> and, and you never got back at him, did you? No, and I was just on TV looking like a glib asshole. Wait, are you on TV? <laughs> yeah, being, gl- being a glib asshole. <laughs> I, Jason, I'm so envious of the way you wander through life. <laughs> Hey Jason, tell the time. Tell about the time you were a glib asshole on Steve Harvey. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, it's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, we certainly don't have time. Trying now. to get rebooked, baby. Yeah. Well, Steve Harvey's a piece of human fucking shit. So who cares? <laughs> he's actually like personally, he's actually a really nice guy. Oh, that's I, nice. That's great. But yeah, I understand like he's a piece of shit. Like, he, he has a platform and he abuses it. All right. How Just many like me. years were between the movies? Uh, I, w- I would love to argue about Steve Harvey later. <laughs> two to six. Two, two to six? There were three. Uh, okay. Uh, but you didn't specify which movies. Two. You, you didn't Match ask between which Isn't movies. Isn't two to six the same amount of time it takes to cook a Hot Pocket? <laughs> Was that four to eight? It might have been four to eight. I only have to cook a Hot Pocket car for about a minute, and then it warms my mittens. <laughs> Are you really an orphan? <laughs> yeah, I just... I it. don't even have Hot Pockets. <laughs> You don't have Hot Pocket cards? I have a home, though. Oh. <laughs> Why would you do that to us? You know, orphans can have homes. Really? What? <laughs> they just don't have parents. What in the hell's an orphan? <laughs> That's a question for another time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? Are they telling the truth or are lying? Well, nah, they're... I mean, we don't think they're lying. We just think they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weird distinction. Uh, what do you think the truth is? Uh, it was a different whale. <laughs> a different whale. He got, uh, he got sorry, too old. Sorry, how long do you think that whales live in captivity? Oh, not long enough. Two to six. <laughs> well, isn't it weird that the whale's, the whale's name was just Willie? What a stupid name for a whale, right? It's like a euphemism for penis. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah okay. it's all about freeing your will. Whales, yeah. whales do have the largest penises. That's true. Have you seen that planet Earth? Ever, no, I, I missed the uh, whale penis episode. That's, I, legitimately, there's a Planet Earth episode with the whale penis. In Australia, there's a penis museum. I have to say... Hold on. In, <laughs> just, just wait till you hear what reality TV personality he was approached by yeah. in the penis museum. Scrimshaw. It is, it is still missing a human penis. Well, let's change that. <laughs> they're working on it. They're working on it. Oh, shit! The answer is it's the only movie in the Free Willy trilogy to not have a Michael Jackson song. (laughs) Michael Jackson produced and performed a song for both the first Free Willy and the second Free Willy. I told you. And I guess he decided that enough was enough enough in the third one. He found out about the penis metaphor. Yeah, it's about what? No. (laughs) Spencer, you you got any more Michael Jackson impressions? No, I think that's the limit I've got. (laughs) 
All right, here we go. Final question. This is for C.S. Lewis presents Prince Aspian, Beer Christianity. No. Colon, you missed the colon. I sure did. That's a problem of mine. All right. Both C- what? Huh? Both C.S. Lewis and Brave New World author Aldous Huxley passed away on the same day within hours of each other. And you might expect the deaths of two titans of British literature to be front page news, but their deaths were hardly reported in any TV or radio broadcasts and didn't even make the front page of the local newspapers. Damn. Yeah. So my question is, why wasn't the passing of C.S. Lewis and Aldous Huxley given the attention you might expect? What do you think here? That's where we'll be. All right. What what happened? Why uh, why wasn't this reported? Jason's going to give us the answer. It It was D Day. (laughs) It was D Day. Yeah. Okay. Da Day. (laughs) Da Day. Da Day. Sorry, Da Day of what? Da Day of Reckoning. Da Day of the Dead. Uh, What does D Day stand for? Day of the Dad. It was the third George A. Romero (laughs) film. It mostly was in a bunker. Involved military personnel. I feel well, like some people say it was the best George A. Romero film, um, but those are like the real fans. That's like you know how like people say Pinkerton. Shut up, Jason. <laughs> I have a question. You're saying D Day, well, like wasn't it a secret? So why wouldn't they cover their their deaths? Well, when it happened, it wasn't a secret. Yeah, they didn't report on it the same day. It wasn't like the Twitter era. It was the day after they died. What's a Twitter? What's a Twitter? You'll find out when you're older. <laughs> Cross your fingers. So, so what? what it's not day? a new gimmick. They've been little shitty orphans this whole time. They're gonna die the black lung. I don't know. What th- Sorry, that's what happens to British orphans. <laughs> oh, we can't answer. <laughs> Your parents didn't tell you? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. We, we feel that they're, they're in the same vein. We, we thought two things. It was World War II and... Uh, in addition to that... Uh, <laughs> Why did they get to answer twice? Yeah. <laughs> this is at least twice that this has happened. Well, they, they don't have much time left. Just... <laughs> uh, do you think all orphans have cancer? <laughs> the ones from industrial era Great Britain? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, we don't know World War II's coming. <laughs> stay calm, stay calm, carry on. Uh, also, uh, they were gay lovers, and, and being gay was, was quite taboo, and people were like, oh, well, uh, since we don't know how to report on this uh, thoughtfully, we better preserve the legacy by <laughs> hiding it. They're like, oh, we don't know if we can handle this with the tact it deserves. Yeah. Better back off. Yeah, okay. that was what all those journalists said. They said, ooh, ooh, there's a story here, but maybe I'm not the one to take I don't want to think piece about my article. Can I ask a question? Are you saying that the newspaper headline was just World War II? <laughs> like, like this day, they're just like, 
there's a war. Sometimes people miss important news. I have to tell you, World War II was a big deal. So, so the headline was, yo, guys, you heard about this war? There was always stuff to report about the war. Yeah, I mean, there's. To, do you know there's books about it? You have to remember there was no Twitter back then. <laughs> so it kind of makes sense in the end. Like... Thank how you for many, making our case. How many <laughs> Spencer? Can Jason tell a story? <laughs> how many newspapers uh, were a newspaper back then? Is this the start of a joke? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, we're not. Gonna... <laughs> it ain't the end of one either. <laughs> okay, so so D Day is, is an answer. Um, I don't oh, think the day. The day. Excuse me. Thank you. Uh, so the answer actually, it was the same day that JFK was assassinated. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. Eleven twenty-two sixty-three. What's up, Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't worry, um, C.S. Lewis did eventually get a proper burial, uh, or excuse me, a proper Wait, they were burial. <laughs> <laughs> Leave them, there's nothing else going on! <laughs> I'm an undertaker, but also a journalist! But what about Aldous Huxley? <laughs> yeah, sorry, he got he a proper... Lost he, history. He's yeah. still in a ditch. <laughs> he was rolling. Yeah, wherever he killed over, that's where they left him. He said, put up a cross, we'll find him later. No, he did get he got a proper memorial uh, 50 years later at Westminster Abbey. 50? So, yeah. <laughs> memorial, a, not no burial. There's no body left then. It's yeah, just it just decay. blew away in the wind, yeah. All right, so I got some tabulation to do. <laughs> I have Most a question. Look- Isn't it strange to have a memorial for someone who all the friends are dead? Because 50 years later, I would assume... They're all dead. Oh, maybe he was hanging with teenagers. I don't know. And they were still yeah. alive and they were like... Interesting. Oh, yeah, I remember him. He bought me a beer once. Ah. Cool guy. Cool guy. Sorry, so he wrote a book that was paraphrasing the Bible. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what he did. And then... Mm-hmm. A series of books. And then he used it to get close to teens to buy them beer? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess my story kind of breaks apart, doesn't we're, it? We're lionizing this man? That was a pun. Ah. Yeah. Aslan. I don't get it. <laughs> I will give you some points for that pun. Oh. Yes. oh. This game became very close. <laughs> I, I got more puns. Give me words. <laughs> oh, you want to have a pun off? Oh, uh, sure. Why not? Let's have a pun off. Oh, here's oh. another name that our team also almost was. Uh, it was 47th Wardrobe. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't points, get points, it. Points, points, points. No, you're getting no points for that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lisa, can okay. we have some more points. All right. That's <laughs> that was better. Th- okay. Pretty good. Okay. I'm a simple man. Uh, okay. Okay. Another one we had was uh, four kids, one cup. That, I get that one. That one's good. That one that I get. Really good. That one I get. I got that, that one. I got that one and I like that one. C.S. <laughs> C.S. Lewis, any last minute uh, possible last team minute names puns? or puns or... We have another uh, Yeah, we, we like to stay consistent. Mr. Tumnass. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, Tumnass. Oh, we had Mr. Tumnuts. I had one. That was, uh, <laughs> Mr. Tumnuts is funnier. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh. It's, it's Brittany, which. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Voyage of the Dong Treader. <laughs> Voyage of the Dong Treader is pretty good. I'm an Assland, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, too. This is a real barn burner, folks. Uh, 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 I'm thinking of one right now. Uh, <laughs> classic. Classic. <laughs> filibustering. Yeah. Turkish def- fright. Oh, they're scary books. Oh, it's uh, December. No more Halloween. They're so scary. Yeah, it's the books are so scary. We're Turkey's Delight. We're turkey's Delight because it's post-Thanksgiving. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, you're going to lose points for that. Oh, no. um, um, oh, 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 another beer-themed one. The Screw Tape Leaders. 
Screw Ooh. tape what? Liters. Liters. It's really just fluid. Uh, <laughs> okay, so there's that sign when they get out of the cupboard and they walk right in front uh, and Ed, Edmund sees it. No, there it. isn't. There's that there's a little sign. It's a lamppost. You're yeah. wrong already. <laughs> yeah, so there's the lamppost that serves as a sign. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And um, so the, a good pun on that is... Uh, <laughs> lamppost. Is a... Uh, Sign later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Amazing. Right at the end, you lost the lead. No. So our, our, our winners tonight, C.S. Yeah. Lewis no. presents Prince SBN colon Beer Christianity with 40 points. Well, we want to thank uh, Harry Potter and the Chronicles of Narnia, 35 points. So, so very close, so very close. Um, cool. I think that's going to be it for all of us. Uh, I want to thank the audience here, everyone at home. Uh, have a good night. Home. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at facebook.com slash lsdlshow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show is produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Collier Free, and Rob Grabowski. Hosted by Spencer Hamilton. Our panel this week, Connor Doyle, can be heard on the Humanoid Resources Podcast hosted right here on Arcade Audio. James Freetley performs around Chicago. Follow him on Twitter at SlouchyTheLion. Jason We Met performs at the Crowd Theater with a house team cozy. You can check out the Crowd's house team night every Friday at 10. Elizabeth Del Toro can be found online at twitter.com slash selfie DT. The DT stands for Danny Trejo. Madison Kirby can be seen performing around Chicago with her improv team, Chunky Puppies. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found in Chicago performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.